Welcome to the Hustlers Manifesto podcast, where we give a macro perspective on labor, capitalism, rest, worth, productivity, and the reclamation of personal agency. I'm your host, Sarah Duran. I'm not here to tell you how to make a quick buck. I'm here to change the way work is done so we can live more meaningful lives right now instead of betting on an uncertain future. If you value this content, there are a few different ways you can support it. Go to The Hustlers Manifesto, all one word, all lowercase, dot com to subscribe to my Substack and get early access to all of the episodes, plus tons of great other content. Like and comment about this podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Thanks for being part of the movement. Hi, Molly. Hello, Sarah. So excited to be on your new podcast. Retitled. I know you're official, my first official guest after the weekend, and I'm so pleased to have you. Um, let's get started with the three questions that I'm going to ask everyone right at the top. And I'm going to ask these three questions together because I think they go together. Um, and you can figure out how you want to how you want to paint the through line for us. So my three questions for you are, who are you? What is your work? And why do you do it? So glad you asked. (laughs) Um, So I'm Molly Rose Speed. I am the founder of Virtual Assistant Management, a placement agency for certified virtual assistants. And I am the creator of Virtual Assistant Academy, the training and certification program for the most professional virtual assistants in the country, in my opinion. And Uh, So that's the work that I do. For the past over decade, I've been in the online space supporting online entrepreneurs of all walks of life. So I've learned a lot from the finance to the marketing to the public speaker, personal development industries, and more. And now I I train in place um, an army of virtual assistants. I'm a military spouse, so I use a lot of military lingo. And the reason that I do this, my why is my core value is freedom. So I quit my job, my corporate job over 12 years, 14 years ago. I don't know, something like that. Uh, Called myself a corporate cubicle dweller. And I realized really quickly that I wanted freedom. And so I became a VA, didn't know what that was. And now I'm helping people find their own freedom through creating jobs that they can do wherever, whenever they want. And along the way, uh, creating jobs for military spouses is also the mission behind it, which has been really, really rewarding. I love it. That's me in a nutshell. One thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is this like life cycle of a freelancer, Mm -hmm. solopreneur, whatever word you want to use and how you like walk us through a little bit about like that journey of like you like capital F freedom. I'm 100% there with you on that one. Mm -hmm. So you quit, you escaped the cubicle, you started off as a VA. Tell me about like the transition between like being a VA towards like starting this empire that you now (laughs) run and what, what that looked like. Yeah. And I think keeping the the term freedom and how I've gained it and lost it many times along the way, just figuring all of these things out is also something I'll roll into it. So uh, when I, when I became a virtual assistant, 
I was learning everything I could about the online space, even advanced for what we call virtual, what we expect virtual assistants to do today. Um, but I wasn't making as much money. I was just doing hourly or retainer jobs. I had tons of freedom. I traveled, solo traveled whenever my husband was deployed. You know, I'd work for four hours in the morning and then go play. It's like, wow, that was like, to me, that felt like a lot of freedom outside of, you know, what today would be passive income, but uh, just being able to create that life for yourself. And then there was kind of that middle range VA where you're making a little over 50K. You're starting to hustle a little bit more, doing a little bit more work. Um, and you, you really had to start looking at boundaries and, and putting those things in place. And then stepping into being uh, an advanced VA, there's even more money to be had there and you get you work a lot you work full time you have high, higher expectations so by creating something that i could do to train others and package up my knowledge um i feel like that's where i've really seen this whole thing come together to be this life cycle of going through the the grind learning learning working hustling nothing came easy necessarily um to be able to now offer this to other people so they can fast track this amazing career. And so we can support awesome clients. That well, answer your question. It totally answers my question. What, so it's interesting that you say about the, like the freedom and like one and lost it many times, like mm-hmm. it there with you. Something I've been thinking about in terms of freedom lately too, is um, the more, and I'm not going to remember what this quote, there's a quote from someone that I'm not going to remember who it's from. So my apologies, but it's about, and it's like, love is like an expansive love is expansive. So like the more you love, the more you are capable of incorporating more love. And I think that freedom is the same way where it's like the more free you feel, the Mm -hmm. more freedom you want. And like the more like freedom, like expands to like fill the space (laughs) that you make for it. Um, Because I find for myself that like, like it's very similar to your journey. Like I went, I quit my job. I actually didn't quit my job being like, I'm going to go work for myself. That just like sort of happened by accident for me. I was like, Oh man, look at all this freedom. And then like the more we, the more freedom I get, the more I can recognize places where I'm like, there are still like constraints. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, Oh, now like I never would have even recognized that constraint on my freedom. And now I see it and I'm like, nope, we're going to have to figure out how to like move that one. Whether that's like the way I structure my business or like the way I structure the interactions with like other people in my personal life. But I'm curious of like, does that resonate with you? And like, how have you seen freedom change over time for you? Yeah. And this is something you and I have talked about. I think once you become really good at your work, more and more people are going to keep getting referred to you. And it's like the carrot that keeps coming and you don't want to say no, cause it's definitely in your line of, we talked about the term zone of genius, like the thing you're really, really good at. And you're like, I, I don't want to say no. And I like this person, we're hitting it off. But if I say yes, I know I'm going to be overwhelmed and my core value, my freedom is going to be taken. So I'm going to lose all this balance. So I think that's a huge thing. And the thing that you and I've talked about at the beginning of the year is the ability and the focus of just saying no so that we can keep all of these things in check or structure our business where we can earn money in a different way that keeps us working those four hours a day or 
or just eight, maybe <laughs> that's what we're yeah. shooting for, whatever it is for you. I love working. So you find me in front of my computer most hours of the day, but I love it. So that works for me and it feels like freedom. <laughs> I love that. I was having a conversation with someone a few weeks ago about that, uh, this like concept of work-life balance is very different when you work for yourself because a lot of times, and like, I find myself doing this and my, my husband doesn't get it because he has like a quote unquote normal job. But sometimes I'm like, I like being in balance, like working is filling my cup. Working is something that like feels like me time. If I'm, especially when I'm working on like my own like content and my own products and things like that. And to him, it just looks like work. Mm-hmm. Because there's this, you know, when he works, he's doing it for someone else. And when I work, especially on that stuff, I'm doing it for myself. And I like in doing it like that is part of my self-care, which is not, it was like really hard to explain for people who don't work for them. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Like when I go on vacation for, you know, after like day four, let's be honest, probably after day two, I'm like, I, I just, can I just get in front of the computer for 30 minutes? just because it's like, you know, just a, a thing. I want to check in. Okay, cool. This feels great. And then I can go play. My days are the best when I have that little layup. Yeah. I can totally relate. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's still got to be, ba- like, I definitely, there's still for me has to be boundaries. Because yes. If I, once I get into something like that, I can just like get real sucked in and not be able to yeah. turn it off. So it doesn't mean yeah. that I don't have to still do that. Um. But I want to circle back on something that else that you just said. So another thing I've been thinking about a lot is this, like, um, it's like still circling in on this, like, solopreneur life cycle concept and like going from these different stages of a business model where you're going from just like working to make money and have the freedom, like all the other things. But it's like very transactional, like you said about the like you people keep coming to you being like, and you're like, yeah, I know I can do that. Like, it's easy. The, I can charge a lot of money for it. I'm really good at it. And so you like keep saying yes to this shift that I've been trying to make in my own head where I'm like, how do I focus on, how do I make it less transactional and more about like, I'm doing my work in the world. Like I'm doing only the work that I can do. Um, Which I think also like, touches on you know the the umbrella of everything else that your company does for the world around like bringing other people in to support especially small businesses and entrepreneurs who if you're going to do just your work you're going to have to have someone else who can do some of the other work yes Um, so yeah what do you think of that yeah I love how this is coming full cycle so to create the freedom and again, freedom for me is doing the things that I want to do every day. Could be working. Doesn't mean I'm passive income all the time, right? So in order to do that, I have to get other people to do some of the tasks, like you just said. And predominantly in the solopreneur world, the first person that you hire is a virtual assistant. The person that can take all those nitty gritty admin things that are very critical to your business off your plate. So imagine... If every morning someone else was checking your email, so you didn't have to make sure there were no fires happening or 
get in there and you didn't have to touch it till 11 lunchtime, like what would that do for your mental state, your productivity? You know, maybe you're walking the dog. It's 9 a.m. Those are the things that I'm talking about where you can create that freedom or zone of genius. Um, and then from there, it just, it just snowballs, like just starting to outsource all these things that you should not be doing that, that a, you're not good at uniquely gifted at, um, and B that you don't like doing. So I think that's the important place to start. I find a lot, and I find this with myself, so I will call myself out on this one is that, and I think this is probably true. Not all on a lot of entrepreneurs, I think are more like big picture thinkers, um, I definitely fall into a category where I'm like a doer. I'm like a, mm-hmm. uh, a strategic, not strategic. Well, yes, strategic, but I'm an operational thinker. I'm like, yeah. the big idea is great, but like, how are you going to do it? How much time yep. is it going to take? What are the milestones? What are the little steps? Like, who do you have, to, who do you have to have in your team to be able to do this? Um, and so that means that like a lot of those things that fall into that, those categories for me, I'm like, I often fall into the trap where I'm like, I could do all of those things really fast and like pretty good. Like, (laughs) because that's just the way my brain works. I started out my career as like a, before the V was involved, but an admin person. So like I've done all of those things. And so how do you talk to people when you're helping people try to like figure out what are the things to give to their VA? What do you tell people who fall into the camp where they're like, but I can't, but I, but I am good at all those things. And like, yeah, maybe I don't love doing them, but like, pretty, Why would I? like I could just keep doing them. Yeah, you totally could. But I'm guessing that you'll probably sit at a, a similar price point uh, for, or, you know, income level, unless you just drastically jack your prices up um, for a lot longer than you need to. Because if, if you keep focusing on the $25 an hour tasks or even $50 an hour tasks, then how are you going to, you need to be focusing on the name it. Are you at 150 bucks? What's your worth? I think that's a super important thing to consider and your sanity. Um, but this is then probably one of the hardest things that a solopreneur has to deal with where they're, they were running their business. I, I've said this before. They have 27 hats that they didn't think that they would need to run their business when they started. And they're just like, okay, I'm just going through the motions, going through the motions. This happens to people for years. And it's it's a scary spot to be in. And you're working on something where they can shift over that hump, right? That that I think is is critical for so many reasons. And you know, if you're if your personal life is growing too, you're just giving up more of yourself for your business than that too. Let's admit, like for example, if you're having children, but you're spending all this time doing admin work, that's time where you can just pl- unplug and go focus on that part of your life. Um, one other thing to, to say, like that has been brought up to me recently, is who invented the forty-hour work week? Like who said we have to work forty hours a week? I I want to like boop that hit person over the head. Lack of a better word there, but. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I also want to boop them. <laughs> <laughs> now I do work probably four hours, but it's by choice, you know? Although I'm probably one of those people that needs to, you know, balance a little bit too. Totally own that. Totally. It's, it's a constant struggle. It is. I mean, like that's, 
Yeah, it is a constant struggle. And that's the thing is like, it always, like you've talked about with your journey and like very similar to my journey, like it changes constantly, right? So you can't, you have to like really be on your toes about like, am I doing the things that I only I can do and that I should be doing, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that the answer to that question changes like every week, every month, every quarter, every year. So like, you really got to be on your toes about like reevaluating that for yourself. Yes. I can totally see for myself that like, I will, I will like wake up one day and be like, oh shit. Like I'm still, I like, why am I doing all these things? But it just, it sneaks up on you. Like it creeps up on you. And then you're like, before you know it, you're back to years. Yeah, you're back to doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I will add that I think it's important as a solopreneur to do the things and then outsource the things because people come and go or processes change and you have to have a pulse on what's happening in your business and be able to take over. I mean, that's just life. So I think that is a very important important piece too. Yeah. I want to benefit, but just don't do it too long. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I think that's super smart because I mean, I'm sure that you run into this too, but I work with a lot of my clients who, or colleagues or, you know, fellow solopreneurs who, um, need a VA or they like, they do need a VA. So I'm not going to say they don't need a VA, but Mm -hmm. they try to use a VA to solve, to put a bandaid on like larger structural problems in their business. Mm-hmm. And so to your point about like, you need to know you as the owner of your business need to know how your business operates and it's okay to bring in other people to like support you on that and be thought partners of like, maybe you could operate this like in a different way. Yes. But like, if you don't own that and if you don't fundamentally understand that process and, and co-develop that process with whoever you're bringing on, then you're like another like scenario of like you wake up one day and you're like, oh my God, I don't know how my business runs or like, or the flip side, they don't know, they can't actually effectively utilize a VA because they haven't done the work about thinking um, of thinking about the structural and like systems pieces of the business themselves. Yes, absolutely. Totally. And I think when, when you're outsourcing for the first time or 10th time, you have to be crystal clear about what it is that you need in your business. Like that's the first thing when we have clients come to us and more times than not, are they clear on what they need? Uh, and we work with people to get them there and, and help vet all of that. But I think that that's super important and just a sign that, you know, you're ready, you're organized enough to bring someone in because it's also overwhelming when you bring someone in because you then have this this debt, right? You're paying someone to do it. Uh, and you need to utilize that resource. So you need to not just be like, oh, I got to use up their hours. I'm going to come up with stuff. Like have a plan. You're the queen of planning things. So it's, I think that's super important to call out. Yeah. I think that's hundred percent right. In most of the cases where I see people fail at integrating a VA into their business, it is almost always because of the business owner, not because of the VA. Yeah. Because you're just not like, I think people have this mindset about like, I'm going to hire a VA and they're going to take all these things off my plane. It's going to solve all my problems. Um, But it's almost like flipping that around to be like, are you ready for a VA? Like a VA, like readiness. (laughs) 
Here are the five things you need, the questions you need to be able to answer for yourself and your business before you hire a VA, because a VA, and we were talking about this before we hit record, but it's also like VAs, um, VAs are naturally like problem solvers. And you also need to be, you also as a business owner need, like you said, to be super clear about what you need and recognize when that is a VA or when that's a different type of expert. Yes. Um, because VAs don't don't have to be everything. And if you need a specific type of expertise, you should go hire someone with that specific type of expertise. That's what freelancers are for. You don't have to hire a full-time person. Go hire a freelancer, do that one thing for you, and let your VA do the things that they're good at. Yeah. Yeah. And your VA can be the point of contact for that freelancer if you don't want to do it. Totally. Your VA can run the hiring process. Yes. You can post the and outsource. Job. Yes. Totally. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Love it. Um, Molly, tell us where, like, where, what's what's going on with your business right now? Where are you going from here? What are you looking forward to in 2023? Yeah. So post pandemic, love that a positive thing that came out of that was people working virtually. So virtual assistants are in high, high demand. Business owners are getting comfortable working virtually. You know, we're meeting on Zoom. Um, and so I'm trying to meet the demand of that as best as I possibly can. And I'm really trying to professionalize the VA industry, right? So, you know, anyone can wake up and say that they're a VA, just like anyone can wake up and say that they, well, this is a stretch, do websites or, or a photographer. That's a good one. Um, and, and so, but there's great, great resources and people human capital out there called virtual assistants or operations managers. And and it's my goal to really kind of hone that process and make it so they're coming into your business as the admin expert supporting you in achieving your next thing or scaling and freeing up your time so you can focus on this. Um, so that's my focus this year, just to keep going in, in a bigger, more impactful way. Love it. Love it. The world the world needs it. Yes. So I'm excited. Awesome. Well, it was so nice having you. I'm sure you are, um, you were already one of my favorite podcast guests before <laughs> we rebranded the podcast. And so I look forward to having you on again soon, talk awesome. about more of these things, but um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me.